Hey there, thanks so much for tuning in. I'm Nabi, and you're at How to Uni, where we are constantly trying to make you a more successful student, help you get ahead, and make the most out of your university experience. Now, listen up and enjoy the show. Oh man, it's freaking cold in here. Alright, yeah. hey everybody. Thanks for listening. I'm Nabi and welcome to episode number seven of the show. It's episode number seven. This is amazing. First of all, it's a really cool number. And second of all, that marks one week exactly. Amazing. So it's, it's, it's like, I, I don't know, like uh, it's, it's getting traction, I think. It's really cool. Um, I didn't just back from the gym it was quite exhausting. It shouldn't be that exhausting, but sadly, I had my exams in the last months, which means I didn't go to the gym much, and that is not good. I just all the time do the same mistake over and over again. Every time I have exams, I just don't go to the gym anymore because I think I need the time to study more efficiently and to get more done. But at the end of the day, every time, I'm so annoyed at myself that I, yeah, just don't go to the gym but maybe at some point i will stop making this mistake and i should anyways today i want to dive into university life itself a bit more and i want to make one of these more concrete topics and more of these concrete uh, episodes that i was talking about you know that most of the time i'm just talking more about mindset stuff about things that i think are important to understand in your mind but at the end of the day university also boils down to having working systems in place and um, understanding certain um, yeah just just as I said bring your systems your personalized system into place and you will hear me talk a lot more about systems and processes and all that but for now I want to give you a few tips on how to deal with a huge amount of study material most efficiently because let's face it and i think you should too when you enter university most of the time with most things you can study you have to deal with huge amounts of study material relatively efficiently and you need to get them in your head you need to memorize them efficiently in relatively short time that's what today's episode will be about about yeah about how to memorize huge amount of stuff for your exam at the end of the semester and for that i would like to assume <clears throat> uh, one thing real quick i know that in a lot of universities and colleges it's different but in germany and i know in a lot of other countries too uh, maybe it's just a bit mixed and some courses are like that and some of them are not but i know that um yeah, a lot of courses here, most of the courses here are like this, that you study for one semester. At the end of the semester, you have one big exam that basically tests everything you've done during the semester. And you need to be able to get your A there to reach your perfect score, to get your perfect GPA in. And um, that's the scenario we're talking about. Of course, of course, these methods that I'm talking about now and the systems that I will introduce and talk about in a second also work if you do not have to study so much. Basically, if you have exams every week, every month, whatever. But the whole idea of it is actually that you have to... No, actually, it's not. Actually, it's not true. They work for every amount of study material or any yeah, just any amount of it. 
but um, yeah, I specifically would like to focus on the scenario that you just need to put in a lot of stuff into your head relatively efficiently. This is what today's episode is about. And um, yeah, as I said, in most courses, even in science classes, this is necessary, right? And um, first things first, if you are not in university for long or if you just start university, you need to understand, you need to quickly understand that as soon as you enter university, you were, the amount of stuff that you need to bring into your head that you need to memorize will increase tremendously. Like if you compare it to high school classes, this is there's there's no comparison basically. Like the amount that you study for your A levels in the end of high school or Abitur as it's called in Germany here is just nothing compared to what you need to study after each and every semester in university. And this is something you need to get into your head quickly because that was something that I didn't understand for the longest time. I mean, I, I did understand it, but I just didn't want to embrace it for the longest time um, because that also means that you cannot just start two days before the exam. I mean, you can, and in some cases you can, and sometimes you pass, but if you want to get a real good grade, most of the time two days will not be enough. Even a week might not be enough depending on the subject that you're studying. And just, just like, this is the first switch you need to take. Like, this is different. This is different to what you have done before. This is a new chapter of your life. This is a new amount of stuff and just a new experience. So as soon as you understand um, that, um, the second thing you need to understand is that even if you're really interested in something, and I really hope you are, right? You're studying it for a reason. Even if you're really interested in something, at the end of the day, it's not about how interested in you, how interested you are in something. It's more about that at the end of the semester, you still have to study everything. You just need to get it into your head, even if you like it or not. And most of the time, a lot of people struggle with that because they enjoy something a lot, but then they really don't enjoy putting all this information in their head, which makes sense. I also mean, don't particularly like that, but it's just necessary, not only for, for university, but also like to get a good grade, you know, like to show someone that you're actually able to do that. And yeah, my personal opinion and that doesn't really matter for now, but of course you can just simply say that just because you get a bad grade in something, you're not capable of doing something or not good in a subject. But at the end of the day, what it looks like in your CV or in your in your rate score, in your in your whole university score, is just that you're not good in the subject that you got a bad grade in. And that's just not ideal, especially if you're interested in it. You need to show someone that you're good in it. And the easiest way to do that is just to get a good grade at the end of your university, right? All right, so let's dive into that. I already said that most things generally in life i would say boil down to having a good system in place and i think especially for university that's something that's extremely valid so if you understand how the system works and if you understand how to for example study efficiently have systems for studying efficiently you will do a lot easier and you will get these good grades in with way less effort than someone who actually has to develop them first and i will just give you three ideas of how you can do that there are a million more, and if you're interested in hearing more about that, I can definitely get more episodes about this topic. But for now, I think I just give you these three that I think are really interesting and help me personally a lot, right? So let's now finally get to the point. Number one, system number one. And, um, it's actually not really, not really a system even, it's more of a step. First step 
is um, start during the semester. I already said that in advance that um, you need to make that switch in your head that it's not enough to start studying two days before the exam because the amount is just way larger than it was before. So it's really fundamentally important to start studying during the semester, no matter when you have your exam. Some of you might have it easier because, well, simply there is something they have to do during the during the semester maybe they have to have submissions or maybe they have exams every one week every two weeks every month whatever it's way easier to learn these little chunks of stuff every week or every month than it is to consistently study along with the course even though you have one exam at the end of it that makes it way harder for yourself because it costs you a lot more discipline but it's super important even if you have the exam at the end of the semester to study during the semester and that can be in different forms like some people say it's super important for this course that i consistently make the exercise for the course some people say well it's super important for this course that you, that you, did you understand the theory part right for me personally i always thought that the the exercises so the more mathematical part and now you need to keep in mind my study background is chemical engineering again and the the beauty of it <laughs> the beauty of it is that you're the, on the one hand side you have to be able to actually calculate these relatively complicated things just i don't want to get deeper into it but you need to be able to calculate things efficiently and at the other side you need to be able to memorize a lot of information to then bring these two together to solve certain problems right so i i basically had subjects for both but the most subjects actually included both they need they included some kind of exercises for calculating and then memorizing a relatively huge amount anyway so for me personally, I always figured that the exercises, the calculation part is something um, that uh, if I understand what I'm doing there, I can study at the end of the semester before the exam because this is more of a practice thing. But what I did during most of my semesters is just after the after the, the, the lectures, I came home and after the lectures, I looked through my notes that I took during class and I looked through the slides that the professor handed out, maybe or maybe sometimes he didn't, but if he did, and then I tried to summarize everything, right? So I, what I did is consistently during the year, I started writing summaries for every single lecture, basically. So when the year was over, I had basically this catalog, this book <laughs> of summarized lectures that I could then use directly because everything in there is something I already already understood well, right? I summarize it, I, I, I know what these lectures are about and uh, could use this script directly to study from it. So um, yeah, tip number one to sum it all up is make sure that you start during the semester and you do not do these last minute study, right? And this basically also blends into sec the second point that I wanna make, point number two, make sure to start early enough before the exam but not too early and that might be a bit controversial now but it's important that you plan yourself enough time in to study all the stuff that you need to study but at the same time it can <laughs> it can make it is possible to start studying too early what i mean by that is especially when it comes to memorizing you need to have a good study plan but um it's very, very possible to start studying and then just forgetting things the closer you get to the exam because you are done after two weeks, but you have another two weeks until the exam and you will forget everything. So make sure that you understand how long you need to study everything and then plan it accordingly. Start early enough, but do not start too early, right? 
and now after these two things are in place after you you establish that you start doing the semester studying you you plan yourself enough time before the exam but not too much time now we get into the systems i would like to present these three systems that i talked about system number one and this is like my all-time favorite this is like the thing for me if you do that i i basically studied all my subjects with that which doesn't mean that this is the only way but i think it's a really particularly good way and that sounds super trivial now because now i made a huge fuss about it right but here comes here comes the simple thing it's just flashcards and before i keep going into why i think flashcards are so important i want to say that it is a true art making flashcards well <laughs> you know like a lot of you might study flashcards i think a lot of you know flashcards from studying languages like vocabularies and something like that but you can use flashcards for basically everything and that is the beauty of it and why i think flashcards are so amazing is that when you mix the flashcards right so you change you you change the context basically that's the amazing part like imagine you have like two pages in your script and you need to memorize the information that is on that script now if you go just to the script read it and then try to memorize each page what you will do automatically is you will study certain things in a certain context because you read probably a certain headline or you read a certain sentence of the of the block before the thing that you need to memorize something like that so you will always have that context but in the exam most likely there will be no context it will not help you right so the likelihood of you not recalling the information in the exam is quite high so what you need to do and what i think is super important is studying these things out of context sometimes so bringing this information on a flashcard and then studying only the flashcard without the context around it will help you tremendously even recalling these things even out of out of the context basically right now back to the art of making a flashcard and um here comes here comes uh, <laughs> the thing that I basically did through my whole studies, which served me pretty well, is what you do is on the one side of the flashcard, you think about a question. So you basically go through all your notes, your slides, whatever you want to bring on flashcards. And you think of something that your professor or the person who makes the exam could ask you, right? Like, like I don't know, let's assume you are studying biology and then... Um, someone might ask you like name all the bones in the upper part of your body or something like that right so basically maybe you have a skeleton on this on the slide which names all the bones in your body then you might take a picture or a screenshot or whatever of the upper body of the skeleton and you're on the other side of the flashcard you will ask the question like name all the bones in the upper part of your body so that would be a, an example question that your examiner might ask you and you will answer it by, on, so on the other side of the flashcard, your answer would be that screenshot. That means that if you go through your flashcards afterwards and you study them, you will basically already familiarize with the situation of the exam because these questions, as you formulated them, might be the same that come in the exam. Or maybe they're not, it doesn't matter. But the way of studying or your way of studying will be way closer to an exam situation than than just reading through your notes basically right yeah so that is basically it. it sounds pretty trivial but it's pretty cool like this is my favorite as i said all-time favorite way 
Write flashcards for everything you need to study. On the one side of the flashcard, there is a question, a question that your examiner might ask you. On the other side, you either answer this question in bullet points or you answer this question by screenshots, pictures, whatever else, right? So number one, use flashcards. Now, now we come to a more fancy idea of a, a more uh, fancy principle of studying things. And um, this goes back to, to the ancient Rome. This is where I heard about this the first time I think it was um, Cicero, Cicero, I, I, I'm not even sure. I had Latin in school, basically, so Latin from the from the ancient Romans, the language that was spoken there. And um, I remember we, we talked about all these people holding speeches in the Senate and all that. And one of these very important or very, very popular people is Cicero, a senator, I think. And he was famous for memorizing huge amounts of, of speeches, like just very long speeches. He memorized them in a really short time. And I heard about this method that I'm going to explain now, which is called a memory, the, the memory palace method, or also called, called the Loki method. And what it does is basically you are either, and this is the more common way, you imagine a palace or or a house or any kind of way any kind of location that you have been at before and then in your head you walk through this location and you look at all the things all the details like let's imagine you're you're it's your house you're living in a house and in your mind you're walking through this house and in your mind you're looking at each lamp at each table at each window a, a clock maybe on the wall i don't know at each detail that you remember from this house or from whichever other place you're imagining and you basically connect each part or each detail that you remember with a certain part of your study material and that's basically what it is and you try to memorize it that way so let let's say you <clears throat> you would have the question of like uh, uh, again the bones like name all the bones in your body then you would probably take this question and you would walk through your living room and you would then try to um, memorize all the bones by connecting them to some details, some items in your house. So maybe your lamp would give you an idea or every time you look at the lamp, you really think about the bones in your skull or something like that. I have to admit that I'm not a medical student, so it's a pretty bad example that I've chosen to be honest. But the idea is clear, I hope. You basically, you imagine a place, you imagine a spot, any kind of location, you walk through it and you try to associate all the details with something that you need to study. And you can take this method further, you can even make whole stories up in your mind, like you don't have to only go for things that are actually there, but you can imagine things. Yeah? Like you could imagine that there's a dragon coming through the window and talking to you about a certain part of your study material. And in my experience, the weirder the story that you imagine gets, the more e the easier it becomes for you to remember the story. Like a dragon that talks about the bones in your upper body is something you probably would imagine rather than a lamp in the living room. <laughs> so this is really cool, actually. That works pretty good for a lot of things. I usually, I have to admit I'm too lazy. I usually go for the flashcards, but that doesn't mean that this method doesn't work. It actually works phenomenally well. And as it, I mean, obviously, since I introduced it like that, it works phenomenally 
for all kinds of things that you need to to remember quickly re sorry to recall quickly so basically every time you have to for example you have to hold a speech or you have to hold a presentation or something like that it works amazingly well because in your mind you can just wander through the location that you connected your knowledge with and at the same time you can talk like yeah you can have the speech you can hold the presentation or whatever so for that works amazing works also for all kinds of other different stuff uh, for memorization right so that's pretty cool and um this brings me to my last of the three systems that I would like to talk about, which is mind mapping. And I think you probably have heard about mind mapping or making mind maps from uh, from the collection of ideas, right? Like if you don't know what to do, you might make a mind map and you try to collect some ideas. And I know that in schools, a lot of teachers love mind maps for some reason. They are really keen on making people have use mind maps for all kinds of stuff uh, most of the time i think students are pretty annoyed i was too like i never saw the sense and like this mind mapping stuff. be it as it may it's a great idea for memorizing things and why this works so exceptionally well and this will contradict my point number one for sure but what it does is it brings things into context yeah so what you could do is for example back to the biology study material let's assume that you would like to memorize all the bones in your in your body so what you could do is like you could um, divide the body into different levels for example you could say well number one or the first layer of my mind map could be i don't know the skull the upper body the lower body and then you can go one level higher or lower however you want to see them and you can basically from the skull you can then name all the bones in the skull or from the upper body you can name all the bones in the upper body and what your what your mind does is that and i don't want to do that too scientific to be honest but it's a lot easier most of the time to remember things if they are in a context and I said that before that it can be dangerous as well because you might not be able to recall the context in the exam. But very often, and uh, very often, the context that you make for yourself is something you can recreate. So I think it makes a lot of sense, for example, to learn the bones of the body in a contextual way because it is very easy for you to remember the context. Uh, when somebody asks you name the bones in the upper body it's very easy for you to to remember that the upper body includes the skull which has certain bones and includes your well your upper chest region uh, <laughs> your yeah your upper corpus region however you want to call them and this has certain uh, bones right so this is way easier because the context you the context you have is something that is self-created while on the other side if you're just reading through a paper and you're reading like part of the sentence of a block above the one thing that you would like to study that is a context that is not created by yourself but is a context that that your brain just absorbed out of the surrounding and this is something you cannot create for yourself in the actual exam yeah i hope that made sense so why mind mapping can be an amazing tool for all kinds of information that are layered that have like i don't know subtitles for example that have titles subtitles sub sub subtitles and yeah just information that has different layers if you didn't understand what i mean by that let me know that i might make another episode only specifically about this topic because it's quite interesting and i think it's very useful as well 
but be it as it may i just want to bring it out there i think these are my three methods that i use a lot i would say mind mapping is something i use the least doesn't mean it doesn't work just means that it's just not so comfortable for me to use and this is what i want to wrap this whole thing up with i want to tell you and i want to i don't want to back you because it's still your decision right <laughs> i want to 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 really make sure or to 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 make you think about the one method that works for you the best it doesn't matter that you have like 15 different methods for studying 15 different things but what matters is that you know for yourself which method works for you that you develop your own systems how you do things and this is just one thing that is very important for college or university memorizing huge amounts of information and making sure that you got a system in place to do that very early on is super important so just pick a method if you found these that i just presented to you interesting or just research what other methods are there and pick a method that works for you because at the end of the day it doesn't matter which method you use it just matters that you have a system in place and now that i talked about so many so much talked so much about systems and why i think they're so important i might should also make another episode about systems and why i think systems are so important right now i got you on the hook maybe or maybe you're very bored because i used the word systems sixteen thousand times in this half half an hour wow okay so this episode got exceptionally long you can also let me know if you think that these episodes and longer versions are nicer. But I think I asked you that yesterday already. <sighs> oh wow, making an episode every day is just something. You would think that you remember what you said two days ago, right? But you don't. Believe me, you don't. Be it as it may. I hope you found something useful here. Um, yeah, just bringing the, the, the main thing of the discussion, bringing, bringing it back on the table um when you go to college a lot of people really really struggle with the amount of information that comes at them and really first of all struggle even with just realizing that there is a huge amount of information coming at them and i really wish you that you don't make that mistake and that you yeah as early as possible develop your own systems for dealing with these huge amounts of of information efficiently and I hope one of these three systems works for you well. As I said, my all-time favorite are the flashcards. They are amazing. If you haven't yet, or if you haven't in this extent, try them out definitely. And um, if I missed something, if you have a method where you said this is the go-to go method, like this is the one thing that brought me through school, through college, through university, whatever, let me know. I will add it and I will do another episode on that. With these words, I wish you a perfect rest of the day. I wish you, I don't know what time it is when you listen to this. For me, it's quite late today. So I will wrap my day up basically with you now. <laughs> and we'll get ready for bed. Because today is going to be busy again as usual. <laughs> Alright, wish you a perfect rest of the day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. And um, until then, have a nice evening. See you then. Bye bye. Hey again, thanks a lot for listening all the way to the end. I hope you could take something from this episode. 
You will find episodes like this every day from Monday to Saturday. So make sure to follow and please feel free to get in touch if you want to. You can text me on Instagram at nhowtouni or send me a voice note if you are listening over Anchor. See you soon. Bye.